This week on the Mic Drop, another big boxing title event comes to town, and we are all over it. WBC President Mauricio Suleiman joins us to preview Saturday's welterweight title unification bout between Errol Spence Jr. and your Dennis Ugas at AT&T Stadium. Then, Derek James of Spence's camp and the world-class boxing gym in Oak Cliff stops by to talk about the life of a professional trainer and to tell us how Spence reminds him of Sugar Ray Leonard. We also get a prediction on the fight from Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News, who also previews the Cowboys draft and gives us a strong streaming recommendation while he's here. So let's drop the mic and let's go. Welcome to the Mic Drop, everybody, the official podcast of the Dallas Sports Commission. Kevin Sullivan here, joined by Sports Commission Executive Director Monica Paul. Also with us, of course, is Next Level Marcus Carr. Special thanks to Powerhands co-founder and CEO Daniel Danielle Cerency Jones for filling in for me last week. And we're going to hear more from Danielle again on this week's show, where we focus on one of her favorite sports, boxing, with a big fight coming up at AT&T Stadium Saturday night. Thanks for listening, everybody, and for following the mic drop. It is episode 58. Last week for episode 57, Danielle told the story of a former Cowboys number 57 linebacker, Vincent Smith. Well, our, our featured number 58 is directly connected to Vincent Smith because when Vincent Smith was traded from the Cowboys to the Chicago Bears in 1993, that was after... Cowboys defensive coordinator Dave Wanstead got the Bears head coaching's job and he wanted Vincent Smith. Well, that opened up an opportunity for number 58, Dixon Edwards, who would go on to start two Super Bowls at outside linebacker for the Cowboys. So for episode 58, we're thinking about former Cowboys number 58, Dixon Edwards. Monica, besides the the big welterweight unification fight at AT AT&T Stadium uh, Saturday night, what else is happening at the Dallas Sports Commission? Well, selling. I kind of feel like this week might be a um, a repeat of what I said last week because uh, we've got back to back to back weeks of uh, all the same event, multiple events. So we're going to be uh, capping off the Lone Star Classic with uh, I think I heard eight hundred and ten eight hundred and ten teams over at the K Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center this weekend. Uh, so if you're out and about downtown, you're going to see some volleyballers. If uh, you're up in the, the Frisco, Addison, North North Dallas area, you're going to see Dallas Cup uh, taking place. They'll be finishing up this, uh, this Sunday. Uh, and uh, luckily, some of our weather hasn't interrupted their plans much. So having a great... Uh, year in terms of youth soccer and uh, their their girls division as well. Uh, Athletes Unlimited is going to be crowning a champion uh, on Saturday, and that's our women's professional volleyball league that's out at uh, Fair Park Coliseum. So uh, we, I think we have some complimentary tickets uh, out there, and hopefully uh, we'll, we'll be filling the stands this weekend. Uh, so a lot of volleyball going on. I uh, really wish Athletes Unlimited uh, the best. Uh, we're actually looking to hopefully bring them back uh, for a third season next year, as well as uh, seeing if we may be able to secure their women's professional basketball league for next year. So more to come hopefully on that in the future. And then we had a big announcement this week, uh, Mex tour, uh, we'll, 
we host the Mexican national team every year. Uh, we've just announced the May 28th will be our dates at, out at AT&T Stadium. Uh, and Nigeria will be the opponent. So looking to, that's the end of a four-year deal, of a partnership between us, the Cowboys, AT&T Stadium, FC Dallas, and uh, the Mexican national team. So looking to really expand upon that. And this is kind of the the road to Qatar for um, for Mexico. So, uh, and, you know, continuing on the train to secure that World Cup. So more to come on that, hopefully, next episode. Of course, the uh, Mavericks playoffs uh, get underway. They won 52 games this year, the best regular season since the 2010-11 championship season. However, Monica, we're all worried about Luka Doncic's calf, which he strained approximately two and a half minutes before he would have come out of the game uh, in the regular season finale. So it's Mavericks and Utah Jazz starting Saturday at American Airlines Center. And we hope Luke is in the lineup. If not, then we're going to talk to Calvin Watkins about this a bit later in the show, along with some Cowboys and boxing talk. But uh, good luck to Luca and good luck to uh, the Mavericks as the playoffs get underway. We've got the Corn Ferry Tour this weekend in Arlington at the Texas Rangers Golf Club. That's that's the developmental tour, the circuit that, that feeds the PGA Tour. So excited about that. Another event in our area that people might not be aware of that is uh, an important one. And, of course, Monica, next oh. week, uh, the Club Corp Classic at Las Colinas Country Club gets underway. We've, ta- we've talked about that uh, quite a bit on the mic drop over the last few months. Sully, and look at this field. I don't know if people have uh, been paying attention to this, but if they haven't, they need to. I mean, the number of celebrities that are going to be here front and center in, in, in Las Colinas and DFW is amazing. I mean, you got Annika Sornstam, you've got Emmett Smith, uh, Brian Erlacher, um, John Smoltz, Pudge, Rodri- Pudge Rodriguez, Greg Maddox. Uh, and that's only a, a small piece of the puzzle. Uh, then you get into the actual, you know, golf champions uh, that are going to be here. So, oh, I think that's going to be an amazing event and one that, uh, you know, we like to turn these types of events into annual uh, types of events. So hopefully much success to the Club Corp Classic uh, this year so that we can continue to host on a yearly basis. You know, I know a lot of our listeners are going to want to go out and see John Daly in person. But, of course, here at the Mic Drop, we're, we are pulling for Mark Kalkovecki, a friend of the podcast, to do well. Uh, and it's an interesting competition with a you know celebrity thing going on. There's an actual PGA Tour Champions uh, event in the middle of it and and uh, some other things. So pretty cool event out at Las Colinas. But the mic drop moment, the biggest news in the golf world is world number one, Scotty Scheffler, uh, Highland Park uh, High School, Dallas, Texas, winning the Masters. Uh, and putting Texas on the Longhorn. Don't you forget and the, the Texas Longhorn. And we cannot piece. forget. He, we cannot forget. He he did play at UT, uh, but the the following his Masters uh, victory, which congratulations to Scotty. You know, won, winner four of his last last six uh, times out, he won. Really impressive. Uh, really got going when he defeated John Rahm in, in Sunday singles at the Ryder Cup last fall. And man, he is he is on fire. Uh, Scotty joins a bunch of other world top 20 players and committing to the, to the AT&T Byron Nelson, uh, which is coming up soon. A list that includes, of course, our locals, Jordan Spieth, the up and coming, uh, Will Zalatoris, uh, who you just have to think is going to, going to break through, uh, Dustin Johnson and Monica. Oh yeah. Your favorite golfer has also signed up. My heart's starting to pat over here. Like be speeding up over here. Brooks Kepka 
Coming that, back. He's coming back, and I'm sure that uh, that uh, you'll be out there watching him at the Byron Nelson. So congratulations to John Drago uh, out at the AT&T Byron Nelson for uh, assembling such an impressive field. I'm sure there'll be more news to come on, on the Nelson, but really great to see how strong the field is going to be. Uh, before we get to our show today, just a, a quick uh, kind of melancholy happy trails, as they say, on pardon the interruption. Uh, Cowboys former offensive lineman, great Hall of Famer, Rayfield, right passed away last week. This week, Wayne Cooper, one of my favorite players from my many years with the Dallas Mavericks. He only played one season with the Mavericks, but always throughout his years with uh, Portland and Denver would come back and say hello to everybody at the press table. Just a wonderful person, died way too young this week. And I it came to my attention this week that uh, longtime Dallas Times Herald reporter and Mavericks beat writer Ish Haley passed away on March 23rd in Arkansas after a fight with brain cancer. Ish was just a wonderful guy, really dry sense of humor, quick wit, a excellent reporter, fair and tough. Uh, and then, of course, went on to work in uh, as a writer in executive communications at Texas Instruments and EDS. Really sad to learn the news uh, this week uh, that was passed on by another uh, Dallas Times Herald alum, Kurt Iverson. So uh, we're thinking about Rayfield Wright, Ish Haley, and Wayne Cooper, the three who in very in different ways had an impact on the Dallas sports scene, uh, all gone too soon. So back in a moment to talk about the fight game with World Boxing Council President Maurizio Suleiman. But first, over to Rachel with a word from one of our sponsors. Dallas is known for its big wins when it comes to sporting events. Whether it be Final Fours, Winter Classics, Pro Drafts, or even international soccer matches, Dallas sets the standard. And now it's time for our biggest win yet. We want the 2026 World Cup. The Dallas Sports Commission is working hard to bring the World Cup back to our great city, and we need your help. Head over to DallasWorldCup2026.com to sign the pledge to bring it back. Be sure to follow us on all social media at World Cup Dallas to stay up to date on all things 2026 World Cup. What a pleasure it is to welcome World Boxing Council President Mauricio Suleiman to the mic drop. Of course, the fight game is the Suleiman family business. He succeeded his late father, the legendary Jose Suleiman, as WBC president back in 2014. Now, what I like is uh, Mauricio started out in PR, like me, way back in 1992. Uh, I was long before that, but Mauricio is much younger than me. Uh, that was after a successful business career when uh, when Mauricio entered the family business officially. So, uh, Mauricio, welcome to the mic drop. And now I'm going to hand it over uh, to uh, Monica Paul and uh, Danielle Surency Jones, the co-founder and CEO of Power Hands. Take it away, Monica and Danielle. Well, thank you, Sully and Mauricio. Uh, thank you for joining us on the on the mic drop. Uh, you got a big, big fight coming Saturday night, a uh, welterweight unification bout between Errol Spence Jr. of nearby DeSoto and Cuban fighter Jordanis Ugas. Uh, Mauricio, seventh fight uh, you've promoted at AT&T Stadium. I know we know you love the stadium. We know you love the Cowboys. Why do you keep coming back? Well, I mean, we want you to come back. Don't get me wrong. But uh, there, there's got to be something special there. Well, uh, good morning, of course, Texas is a great uh, state for boxing. There's so much uh, enthusiasm and fans. Uh, the Cowboy Stadium is such a beautiful place to host fights. Of course, the big fights, the big events. 
it all started with Manny Pacquiao, then Canelo Alvarez, and now Errol Spence, who is a local hero, has uh, taken that uh, hot to, to come and bring the big fights to the Cowboys Stadium. Of course, in Texas, you have San Antonio, Houston, so many different sites that uh, boxing is very popular. And uh, just to be here is for me very, very special. Well, uh, you know, I, I actually haven't been out to AT&T Stadium for a boxing uh, match yet, so I may have to see what I'm doing on Saturday and get out and see this. Um, you know, we're very blessed with, with AT&T Stadium and the marquee venue that it is. Uh, but is our uh, local boxing community here uh, supportive of, of these events that uh, you keep bringing here? Obviously, we want to continue to grow and then give back to our community, the youth here within our community. So uh, surely uh, you, you've got a good local crowd, especially with Errol being right here uh, in our own backyard. Yes, and uh, the WBC uh, with the promoter, PBC and uh, Tom Brown, what we do is make it a, a week of activities, not only the fight uh, on Saturday, but uh, as of now, as we're talking right now, we're visiting gymnasiums and schools uh, to give uh, awareness uh, talks and to give activations. Uh, we do special gifts to the kids and also bring uh, great speakers to give them inspiration and hope. So it is, it is a great uh, matter of going and getting back to the community because uh, usually promoters go to a venue, to a state, to a country, they take the benefits and do not leave anything behind. What I like about these uh, fights of Errol Spence, we go to the community and uh, there's much left behind, inspiration and uh, boxing programs and opportunities. So it's a very, very special week uh, for us here in the WBC in Texas. Well, we love to hear that, especially giving back to, to the community, the kids that, you know, might not have an opportunity to to even compete or put gloves on or know about the sport and what sports means to them uh, is very special. So thank you to uh, everyone who's uh, had a hand in this event and this week of, of putting it on. So Mauricio Spence is 27-0, uh, and 0, uh, 24 wins by knockout. Give us a preview of what we might be able to expect tomorrow night uh, over at AT&T Stadium. Well, this is a high-profile fight. Errol Spence is a miracle man. Uh, one of the greatest fighters uh, of today. Uh, one of the greatest welterweights in history who has had uh, destiny uh, in his side. He had a horrendous automobile accident. That's why he's a miracle man. He survived. Then when he was going to fight the fight of his career against um, Manny Pacquiao, a uh, retina problem prohibited him from fighting. Now he's back. Uh, he's going to fight Ugas. Uh, it's a unification bout. And it's a tremendous fight because Ugas uh, brings in the Cuban classic boxing uh, it is a, a puzzle to to fight against fighters like uh, Ugas, but uh, uh, the team of Errol Spence and uh, the way he has worked and he has tried to get to this stage uh, should should be a great motivation. I, I believe Spence has everything to to have a great successful night, but Ugas is very complicated. It's going to be a sensational fight. 
Well, Mauricio, I think that uh, Kevin and Monica were shocked when I told them how much of a big boxing fan I am. Obviously, that's our sport, of course, within within power hands. But let's back it up a little bit. You were really talking about who WBC is and who WBC Cares is. I think that is so important for us to pause and help everyone understand how the WBC organization and WBC Cares really impacts the fighter and the community. Thank you so much. Um, the, the WBC is a nonprofit organization. Uh, none of the members uh, make a living from the sport. We give the, with passion or time, and we have 170 countries affiliated. Uh, the WBC curse was uh, born about uh, 18 years. Jill Diamond, she's a great woman who brought order to all the social responsibility activities that we do. So when we visit hospitals, uh, orphanages, schools, gymnasiums, even uh, penitentiaries, the champions go in there with such empathy. Uh, they can relate to those who are suffering at that moment. And the key is to bring, go there and give him faith, give him a moment of inspiration. Uh, like the boxers, you know, you can go down, but you have to get up and win. And we have had thousands of visits and everyone is unique. Everyone is special. When you go into a hospital, uh, children's cancer, uh, ward, and you see that uh, moment of uh, fragile that turns into a smile and then turns into a great faith after listening to a champion. That's what life is all about, to give back, uh, to be with the community. Uh, we have Rocky Heron. He's a former DEA agent. He's uh, going around the city talking to kids on the dangers of uh, drugs. Uh, how it does not look into your social status, your age, your gender. We are all uh, fragile and uh, we can fall into that horrible e evil of drugs and addiction. So we just come here and we take, uh, this is uh, Dallas, uh, the Texas week for the WBC. And we're just so proud to have so many members of the WBC care for the community, and for a great sport. Mauricio, that warms my heart, right? Because I feel like every athlete that's on a stage, you have a responsibility while you're on a stage and in that ring, but you have a responsibility in the community. That's just the way it works, right? Let's shift and talk about something else that I feel that people aren't aware of when it comes to boxing. You know, you look at the fight that day and all you're really concerned about is the knockout, right? It's so intense, but they really don't understand the role that WBC plays also when it comes to keeping the fighters safe and making sure that you're focused on injury prevention as well as recovery. Talk to us about that. You know, boxing was a very much different sport 50 years ago. Uh, the WBC has brought so many changes that has made this boxer boxing sport humane. Uh, before it was brutal, it was absolutely uh, abusive of the of the human being. There were no medicals, there were no rules, there were no any protection, prevention, or any monitoring after the fights. Today, we can pride that uh, accidents are rare, 
what we have established are so many different protocols. Uh, any boxer who is fighting, we, we need to have a exact weight 30 days, 14 days, and seven days before the fight. So we can see they're losing weight in a responsible, non-dangerous way. We have an annual, we have pre and after the fight medicals, very thorough medicals to get a license to fight. The rounds went from 15 to 12. The weigh-in is performed one day before. We do so much research and we do so much uh, development of different uh, uh, tools to make boxing better. For example, power hands. We, we are so excited uh, with this unique product that uh, the WEC has found an immediate uh, line to, to get this into the whole world because anything that uh, brings safety, anything that brings uh, advantage, safe advantage, we have a big, big uh, anti-doping program worldwide. And uh, it is just great to see so many people uh, wanting to see boxing success, uh, succeed, and wanting to see boxers be safe. Uh, what we do saves lives and brings dignity to the fighter after he retires. The dignity that he needs uh, of, of having a safe life, uh, enjoying his family and his uh, his success when he were he or she was uh, successful in the ring. Awesome! That I'm honored to partner with you um, in so many different levels. And, you know, Monica mentioned earlier about the viewership, right? When it comes to the economic development, the viewership that's associated with boxing, it's huge. Give us a little insight as to what we can expect for the rest of 2022 regarding any other big fights that may be up and coming. Well, it's huge. Um, (laughs) Boxing came from thousands in an arena to millions on television. And today with social media, it just simply multiplies by so many times the, the viewership that any given event uh, has. As an example, last Saturday, there was boxing in Japan with uh, Gennady Golovkin. There was boxing in San Antonio, California, Las Vegas, and Mexico City. Big, big title, uh, title fight events. Uh, this Saturday, the capital of boxing is here, Cowboy Stadium. It's going to be a sensational pay-per-view event. Next Saturday, we go to Wembley. 100,000 people are going to be watching the heavyweight championship of the world between Fury and White. And then on the 30th, first time women are going to sell out Madison Square Garden. Katie Taylor against Serrano. Uh, the Sun Cruz also fighting in the card. Would you also have in Las Vegas a tremendous fight, Shakur Stevenson against Oscar Valdez? That's right. Uh, coming up, uh, Joshua Usyk and uh, so many great fights. It's going to be uh, one of the greatest boxing years, uh, without a doubt. Last year was sensational. And uh, after the pandemic, uh, everybody realized the need to give fans what they want, which are the better fights and the great unification fights. Oh, Mauricio, you you took my last question I was going to follow up on, but I'm going to ask for you to expand upon it a little bit. You mentioned, uh, you know, uh, your fight for the women uh, that's up up and coming. So uh, 
great to hear that you do have women fighters and, uh, you know, promoting that, uh, for the females as well. But have you seen like growth in, in those fights for women and opportunity for girls to, to get into the boxing, uh, side of things? Yes. Yes. Uh, now it's at the peak. It's been a long road. It's been a long process. Uh, boxing was forbidden, was unlawful in some countries. Uh, there was so much racism and uh, discrimination against women in the sport. Uh, these brave women would go into the boxing gyms. There were no bathrooms for women, no facilities. They had to go into the ring and, and spar with men. The abuse that they uh, had to uh, endure for so long, it was a, a high, difficult process. But today, it's different. Uh, the WBC began in 2004 with a women's program. And we have had conventions exclusively for women. We have uh, worked with promoters, with TV networks, begging them to give them opportunities. But today, it's a reality. I'm very proud and thankful of the promoters who give them opportunity to show how great women are. We believe in the power of women. And um, we have changed the belt. It used to be smaller and it had some sort of like a flower uh, detail to, <laughs> to see it was a female champion. We took that away. Now the, the belt is exactly the same, the man and yeah. the woman. And it will be a point that... Uh, uh, that we'll be referring to boxing, not women or men, just boxing. But uh, the women are doing what they have to do, which go there and fight and be ready and train and always uh, give the best fights. And they're always ready to, they are in weight, they're ready to fight anyone. So I'm so proud of our women in the sport, in the ring and outside the ring. We have great women in the WBC Board of Governors, in the leadership of the WBC and the Federation. So I am 100% uh, in favor of fighting to get uh, equality. And this is not sexism. It is not about anything else, but uh, to understand the great benefits that uh, women bring to any organization. Wow, that was a pretty. Uh, I want Mauricio to introduce I, me I on every stage podcast. <laughs> that was that was amazing. I, uh, wow, I know. Well, <laughs> Mauricio, <laughs> yeah, he just did our own mic drop to us. Uh, Mauricio, before we let you go, I have to remind our listeners uh, they can watch Showtime pay per view, I believe. But tickets uh, still on sale uh, for this weekend's uh, event over at AT&T Stadium. Uh, we're not to a sellout yet, right? But tickets are still on sale. Yeah, yeah there are tickets available. It's a very big uh, venue. Yep. And uh, if you have been to a, a football game, uh, when you see the intensity that the Cowboys bring, just wait to see when Errol Spence goes into the ring. It's something that you have to experience. You have not experienced it. If you like boxing, it's going to be a great match. Uh, Pitbull, uh, Cruz, and Vargas against Van Valenzuela. It's a great, it's not even one fight. It's many very great fights that uh, come out with your family, enjoy, and, and see what the great the sport of boxing can bring because it is not uh, aggression. It is the art of defense, the art of uh, conquering your enemy with your strategy. It's a beautiful yeah. sport. Uh, once you experience it, uh, you will never forget it and you will become a fan for life. 
All right. Well, you heard it, North Texas listeners. Uh, we better get out to that boxing uh, event over at AT&T Stadium uh, this weekend uh, and uh, make some additional memories and provide additional opportunities for our, our youth kids and um, just to get out and enjoy sport again. So, Mauricio, I really do thank you for joining us on the mic drop. Uh, best of luck, and uh, hopefully we will stay in uh, contact in the future and uh, have more upcoming events coming out to AT&T Stadium. Absolutely, and uh, I really enjoyed this moment with uh, Mick Drop, and uh, thank you so very much, and I uh, can't wait to see you. It's be a great, great uh, I'll see you in a of couple of hours. It'll be a great day. Thank you Absolutely, so much. Absolutely, thank, <laughs> thank you so much. Absolutely. And now over to Rachel for a word from one of our sponsors. Did you know the Dallas Zoo provides guests with real-life opportunities to make memorable connections with more than 2,000 animals? Please support the zoo's mission to inspire and empower action on behalf of the wildlife in Texas and around the world. Visit DallasZoo.com to purchase your tickets today. Thanks, Rachel. And now it's our pleasure to be joined by professional boxing trainer, Derek James. He's going to be in Errol Spence Jr.'s corner Saturday night at AT&T Stadium for the big uh, welterweight unification bout. Uh, Derek started out as a fighter himself, was a two-time Texas State champ former Texas Golden Gloves champ, uh, has been named Trainer of the Year by multiple organizations in both 2017 and 2020. He operates the world-class boxing gym in Oak Cliff. Uh, Derek, thanks so much for joining us here on the mic drop. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Derek, I think I'm just super excited. Listen, Mauricio just dropped the mic. I think this is the first time that we've had boxing on the mic drop this is huge. And to have you, I'm so grateful that you said yes, because um, everyone says that you are an amazing trainer, but you're even more of an amazing, good person. So I'm super happy that people get to hear your voice. Um, it is interesting, right? I think that trainers are the unsung heroes. I mean, you were a pro, now you're training others how to be a pro. And I know you've been asked this question before, but Tell us what really separates the good from the great fighters and an athlete in general in your uh, perspective. I think it's so much about um, the work ethic. I think it's so much about um, the determination to be great. And most guys on that particular level don't stop until they feel like they see perfection within themselves. So I think that's the difference. Thank you. So I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I mean, you you have a history, right? You were a pro fighter. I've trained with right. your brother before, uh, who I loved. He helped me actually recover, which is when I started really loving boxing after my second child. And, you know, really understanding and studying the technique and the science of boxing. Um, you know, there's a critical component of the recovering process from a fight and an injury, right? Um, in order for you to make sure that you are ready for the next opponent. Talk to us about that training mindset, but more so just the mindset in general that you have to have as a fighter in training and going into the ring. I think that for me, I always wanted my guys or I always want my guys to feel secure and that they um, really know what they're doing, right? Because I think that you get in there and you're confused. So for me, I touch every 
aspect of the fight, from how to fight in the ropes, how to fight in the middle of the ring, how to fight in the corner. Because my deal is that you want them to be secure. So that's what my job is to give them security within themselves and security within everything that we've been doing. And, uh, and, and they really want to perfect that and go out there and be great. Appreciate that. And, and it's funny, Mauricio just mentioned, you know, the art of boxing, right? I think that people right. typically look at boxing and they look at it as a fight. There's so much technique that goes into boxing. There's so much strategy, um, the strength and conditioning that goes along with that. Um, talk to me about if there are mistakes that a fighter can make in the ring that they can't recover from. Yeah, a lot, a lot, you know, a lot of times um, there's always these little small little things. For me, I try to cover and make sure you cover every aspect of it. I try to mimic the fighter that he's fighting to a T. I try to make sure we throw the, I throw the exact same punches they throw in different sequences so they're prepared for that. But yes, I mean, you can, if you go out there and you're not focused, you get hit with a shot and it could be all over. So that's why it's always about um, my job is to not necessarily be a fan of the fighter. My job is to be able to correct them and, you know, tell them right from wrong or whatever they're doing. So the night of the fight, you see a great fight. I love that. So, Derek, I'm not going to ask you to uh, go ahead and give away your game plan and what you've been preparing for, but... Give us an idea or listeners an idea of what does Errol Spence Jr. need to do to win that title against Ugas on Saturday night? Well, what he needs to do is be the best version of himself, and that's who we strive to be every day. I think that Ugas is a phenomenal fighter, and I believe that, um, you know, it's it's Errol. He's been constantly getting better and better and better. He's been in the gym nonstop. And I think that, that that's a key component to him being successful. Ugas is very hungry. He's very determined. But I think that that won't be enough for him on Saturday night to be successful. So uh, I, I'm sh- uh, you know, a lot of athletes and trainers have probably, you know, customs or rituals or things that you do right before you walk out onto out of the locker room into the stadium. Uh, do you, you, you and Errol have anything like that? Or what are you going to tell him right before he, he walks out of that locker room uh, in, into the stadium? What's your last well, piece really, of advice? We, we, we don't really have much of a, a ritual, but I mean, every time before we go out, I'll always meditate for like how many of minutes. And my meditation is that I, uh, I'm the best version of myself and I need and everything that he needs me to be in the, in the corner. But then we go out in the ring. I just reassure him. We've done everything. We've did all the work. Now it's time to go out and execute. And so really that's what it's all about. I just tell him that, you know, I care about him and let's go get it. We worked on it. Let's go get it. Yep. You've, uh, you've planned it all the way to this point, uh, done everything right. So now it's really time yeah. to execute, uh, kind of how we look at it on an, an event world too. Um, so Derek, there have been, uh, dozens of boxing movies made, uh, uh, all throughout the years. Is there one that comes to mind that might be actual closest to getting it right? Like this is actually true. You know what boxing is all about? Mm. There probably has been. I mean, uh, the the Ali movie was pretty pretty good. It was done pretty good. 
they had real boxes. That's the best thing about it was that most of the movies never really had boxes, mostly actors. But in the Rock, not Rocky, I'm sorry, with the Muhammad Ali movie, they had Will Smith as the actor. But the other guys in the movies who were uh, portraying, George Foreman was a fighter, and Michael Bent. I mean, so there was a lot of guys in there who were real boxers. So it was great to see that. So perfect segue for my last question. Um, you know, I'm an athlete. I'm a competitor. Competitor. I understand that we only compete with ourselves, right? But it. someone told me that I reminded them of someone else that I admired and I had attributes. It would be a compliment. So when you think about Errol, his power, his speed, who he is as a fighter from a mental standpoint, who does he remind you of when you think of some of the greats and why? Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. I, okay. I think that it's Sugar Ray Leonard because it's so, um, so quiet, right? But at the same time, they don't have to talk. It's not about talking trash. It's all about being, being a uh, consummate professional. And that's what he is. I mean, so you see him, he's quiet. When the bell rings, he turns it on. And so that's that's what I like the most about him. And he, he reminds me so much of Sugar Leonard. That's awesome. Are you kidding me? This is my, I need more questions what? for Derek. <laughs> Derek, you're so awesome. I know that you're headed to media day. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend on mic drop. This is history in the making. Just so you know, again, this is the first time that boxing has been injected into mic drop. And I know Monica and Sully are going to be super excited to have more people on here. Um, I will see you soon. Um, I am so proud of everything that you all are doing and what you bring to the community. So thank you. And uh, we, we look forward to and wish you the best of everything. We know Saturday is going to be amazing. Thank you. Appreciate you all. Thanks for the love. And I'm happy to be here anytime. Just let me know. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. And now over to Rachel with a word from one of our sponsors. The Perot Museum of Nature and Science plays a vital role in preparing the most talented and diverse STEM workforce of tomorrow right here in Dallas. Become a member today and enjoy free admission and other valuable benefits to support this nonprofit landmark. Visit perotmuseum.org for more information. Thanks, Rachel. And now what a pleasure to welcome to the mic drop, Calvin Watkins. He's covered the Cowboys and more for the Dallas Morning News for the past 10 years. Also did a notable stint at ESPN.com all around. Really good guy. Follow him on Twitter at Calvin Watkins. He's got a lot of good stuff to say about the Cowboys and what's happening in the world too. Really good follow. Uh, Calvin, welcome to the mic drop. It's great to see you. Appreciate it. Thanks for thinking of me. Let's start day. So this is a, uh, this is sort of a boxing special that we're doing this week mm. with the big with the big fight Saturday night at AT&T Stadium. Mm-hmm. You recently wrote, aside from your Cowboys coverage, you recently wrote uh, a really interesting piece that I recommend to our listeners uh, about Derek James, who we spoke to moments ago and his relationship mm. with uh, Errol Spence Jr. You think, I mean, they are tight and they ha- mm-hmm. clearly have have a special thing uh, going in the ring. What do you, you think there's a better uh, fighter trainer combo going right now? Uh, they're pretty good. Um, you know, they're undefeated as professionals. He's been with uh, uh, Spence since he was an amateur. Um, the funny thing is Derek James has never won trainer of the year, you know, and Spence has never won fighter of the year. 
And when, when I ask them about it, they, they go, oh, it's politics or it's whatever. Um, but considering what Spence has fought through, you know, he had a car accident, I think, in, in 2020. And then he had a detached retina last summer that, you know, got the Pacquiao fight derailed for him. And now he, he keeps coming back. It's a testament to, to Derek James and to Errol Spence. Um, you know, those two, I mean, I, when you think of trainers, you know, it's like a father-son relationship or a brother, older brother, little brother relationship. And these trainers are the last line of defense. You know, you know how you play golf. And I know you play a lot of golf. You know, that, that caddy, there's only so much he's going to tell you. You know, he's going to do what you want to do anyway. And he can't bail you out after you make a couple of bad shots. In, in, in boxing, you know, this trainer can save you from some permanent damage. And I saw that last weekend. Uh, this kid, Esteban Lubin, was having a fight. And Kevin Cunningham stopped the fight. Lubin was winning this fight. And he had this big knot between his eyeballs. You know, I mean, like a big knot. His eye was swollen. His cheek was like, you would think he's getting another face. He was just beaten up. But he was winning the fight. But the trainer had to say, I got to get you out of here. I got to protect you. And that's what a, a trainer does for a boxer. And it's it's a very personal relationship that Derek has with Spence. So, Calvin, uh, you know, I this is a, a where I always ask for a prediction. So what are you uh, mm-hmm. who are you predicting on Saturday night's uh, main event? Well, I think Spence will win by decision, even though. He said the other day he thinks he'll win by knockout over this uh, kid, uh, Ugas, who's a pretty good fighter from, from Cuba. But uh, Spence uh, is, is a pretty big guy. He's a, he's a, he probably walks around 170 pounds, you know, going to Kroger or something. But, you know, he's going to be weighing 147 pounds in the ring, and he should he should win this fight in a pretty good decision against uh, Ugas on Saturday. Okay, well, we will uh, see what happens this weekend and then uh, report back. See if you're uh, batting 100 here for us. So, Calvin, the, the Cowboys announced they will be the first NFL team to partner with a crypto co- uh, company, blockchain.com. What do you make of uh, this new deal? Cowboys always keeping it to like to be first, but, uh, you know, always keeping it one step ahead of everyone. So what do you make of this no, new deal? I, I, uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. This is what this is what's so great about the Cowboys. They are ahead of the game, as you said. I remember a couple of years ago, we had this big press conference and they were partnering up with a casino. And I just thought it was this big deal, you know. And and, and this is another big deal, blockchain. So yeah, the Cowboys are always first with these things. Um, Jerry, you can say whatever you want about Jerry. Jerry knows how to make money. Jerry knows how to get people and fully invested into this franchise. Franchise doesn't want anything in about 25 years, but yet they got a marketing deal with casino. They got like one of the best stadiums in the NFL, maybe in sports, they have a great facility out there at the star, and they got blockchain. So they do all these, all these different things. They had WrestleMania, it was a couple of weeks ago down at the stadium. They had just, you know, Jerry reminds me of Don King. You know, he doesn't matter about publicity. He doesn't care about bad publicity. He doesn't, he doesn't care because you're still talking about him. Here we are talking about this man, not because of what they do on the field, but because of blockchain. It's fantastic. Yeah, Cowboys do like to be uh, like to be first. So this is the portion of the pod, <laughs> Calvin, where uh, we ask our media guests, what are you streaming? What are you downloading? It could be a book, music, TV, podcast, movie. 
you name it. What recommendation do you have for our listeners this, this week? Well, um, you know, I bounce around on podcasts. I go, you know, but there's, there's probably two podcasts that I'm pretty consistent on. And I me mean, being from New York, I listen to New York, New York on the ringer pod network by John, uh, Jason Mariski, I'm probably mispronouncing his last name. He'll be mad, but he'll be okay. But this is a New York-centric podcast where he talks about the Yankees, the Mets, the Knicks, and all that. And then there's another one on the Athletic called The Football Show, which I really like. They really did do some deep dives. Mike Sando was a good friend of mine. I worked with him at ESPN. Uh, now he's at The Athletic. Uh, they do a really good uh, deal with that. So, as like I said, I, I bounce around a lot of different podcasts, but those are the two main ones that every week that I'll say, I got to check out what these guys are saying. Monica, what are you uh, what are you streaming or reading or listening to these days? Well, so like I've, you know, we've had a, a lot of events over these last few weeks, but I was able actually to sit down uh, a few nights ago and just have, uh, you know, turn the brain off. Uh, and I did the entire mini series of The Thing About Pam with Renee Zellweger. And it was uh, I, many times I think I wanted to put my hands through the TV and uh, just like, uh, get her by the neck, but, uh, it was quite interesting. And I, then, you know, it's a real story. So, uh, true story, uh, of the, this mini series. So it was interesting, but yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Kelvin Monica has a really good, uh, track record batting average with her recommendations. And Monica and I both like the true crime stuff. And I did listen, I didn't make it all the way through. I listened to the 48 to the, uh, Dateline podcast. What about Pam, which the series is, is based on. So based on Monica's recommendation, you may want to, Check that out. I'm going to go with the crime genre myself uh, this week with, uh, you know, Monica and I are also big Yellowstone fans. And anybody who watched Yellowstone, Yellowstone saw a million, a million ads promos for 1883 and a million commercials promos for the mayor of Kingstown. And uh, I watched 1883 at Monica's recommendation and liked it and have gotten into the mayor of Kingstown starring Jeremy Renner and a pretty good cast a gritty crime drama revolving around the prison is set in Michigan. So my, uh, my streaming recommendation on Paramount plus this week is for the mayor of, of Kingstown. Uh, Marcus, you got anything you want to add this week? I am currently rewatching queen of the South. Um, new episodes just got re-released on Netflix. I I'm part of the cord uh, cutting crew. So I don't have live TV, so I've been waiting patiently for uh, for Netflix to uh, release this. So I'm pretty excited to be uh, watching. It's based in Dallas and Mexico, so it's kind of cool to see uh, you know it being shot around your hometown. That's you know, one of my favorites. Mm. I'll, I'll have to check it out. There was news this week that 50 percent of Netflix subscribers are using somebody else's uh, or Netflix viewers are using somebody else's account. So hopefully that's not you, uh, uh, Marcus. I know we're all looking forward to the return of Ozark uh, for the big finale soon. And Kelvin, before we let you go, uh, the NFL draft right around the corner, April 28th is when that gets underway. In your last uh, uh, mock draft at, at DallasNews.com, you had the Cowboys uh, taking Utah linebacker Devin Lloyd. What do you? It's been a couple of weeks since you wrote that. What are you thinking uh, today as we get closer to the draft? Uh, that's, that's a good question. I'm not sure because it, because <laughs> my mock drafts will change. Uh, it changed from the first one. It's changed to this past one. I got two more mock drafts coming up. Um, the, the mock drafts are all based on who drafts in front of you. 
you know. So if Devin Lloyd's not there at 24, then who are you going to go for? So, And plus, Jerry was saying the other day that he's open to trading up. So, um, But the reason why I think I picked Devin Lloyd is because he's probably one of the best linebackers in the draft for what the Cowboys need. They need a partner with Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, as you know, is this positionless defensive player that can play defensive end, play inside linebacker the outside linebacker. So you need another linebacker with him that can go sideline to sideline. You can also cover receivers and tight ends and running backs. That's Devin Lloyd from Utah. So that's probably why I picked him. Yeah. Uh, when we do another mock draft next week, I'll figure it out and we'll go from there. Yeah, I, I had hoped uh, that uh, at one point, I think Mel Kuyper Jr. at ESPN had my fellow Purdue Boilermaker, George Karloftis, going to the Cowboys. He's rush in. He seems to have slid a little bit uh, down, still in the first round, but a little bit lower. So we'll see what happens there. And we have to ask you for a Mavericks prediction. I don't know if you got anything for Lucas cap strain uh, that could get him back on the court, but uh, what do you, how do you feel they're going to do against Utah potentially without Luca for the first couple of games? Yeah. Without Luca, I don't see them being very competitive in this series. And, and if Luca is playing out, how healthy will he be? especially in that first round. And as much as we were saying that Luke is a superstar, can you get out of the first round? So I can't see them getting out of the first round with the Jazz. The Jazz will probably win this series in six games. They just got too much firepower with, with uh, Mitchell and Gobert. Uh, Jason Kidd's been outstanding as a coach. Mavs playing defense, something we never thought we, we would say about a Mavericks team. So – but I think these games will be pretty close, whether Luke is in there or not. But obviously, Luke is the X factor. But Utah's just got too much talent uh, in order for Dallas to overcome. Calvin, you're bringing me down. But <laughs> even, even with that, I know you got to tell it's baseball like it season. Is. It's baseball season. You should be excited. It's, it's, I am excited about about baseball season, including uh, including uh, what the Rangers have going on. I know we're, we're going to get them rolling too. Uh, but but really appreciate you coming on, Calvin. Great to reconnect with you after a while. And, and uh, on behalf of Monica Paul and the Dallas Sports Commission, thanks to our guests, Mauricio Suleiman, Derek James, and Calvin Watkins. Thanks to the Mike Drop production team, Danielle Whitelaw-Piscura, Angela Lang, Marcus Carr, and Reeves Eddins, all of Tony Fay PR. Thanks to Ren at Vocal Media, our showrunner, Tony Fay. Until next time, thanks for listening, everybody.